Mackenzie Mbako is a Hoosier. It still feels great to say that. We have some more details on his commitment, as well as the IU softball team uh, making the NCAA tournament and the baseball team looking to seal at least a piece of the Big Ten title. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to all of you. You are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only daily IU podcast. We're part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Free and available anywhere you guys get podcasts, including over at YouTube. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen. I'm your host, Jacob Rude. It's still, I'm still riding that high from the McKenzie Mbako news over the weekend. For those that missed it, we went live on Friday. You, you can skip the first 90 seconds of the video because I was so excited that my mic was on mute for all of that, but... We had lots of discussion over there. You guys chipped in, uh, covered a lot of things, but our reaction to the signing or the commitment, I should say, what it means for a number of Hoosiers, what it means for the team. There's a lot of things I want to talk about with this uh, commitment, lineups we could see, play styles, things like that. There's a couple other, couple details, specific details I want to touch on though about this, um, commitment that came out over the weekend both of them came out kind of in the the hours after the commitment but both of them are very interesting for for different reasons and it has to do with high school recruiting reasons so first jeff borzello and paul being being cardi for espn wrote an article talking about mbaco's commitment in which there was a very interesting nugget in the fifth paragraph, Mbako spoke with Carmelo Anthony, who played for Indiana coach Mike Woodson while with the New York Knicks. He said that Anthony told him, quote, Woodson is a genuine guy, but on the court, he will push you. Boy, that is a very interesting quote for a number of reasons. For one, we have Carmelo recruiting for us. Like, that is incredible uh that's a good uh weapon to have in your pocket to have someone as successful in the nba as carmelo anthony recruiting for you he's recruiting for a school i don't know that he's ever stepped foot on bloomington he might this summer we'll talk about that in a minute but i don't know that he stepped foot in bloomington so for him to recruit uh kids to the school Obviously, it's everything to do with his connection with Mike Woodson. We talked about that last week when we did our episode about Mike Woodson offering Keon Anthony, Carmelo's son. And that's another reason why this is very important. If Melo is recruiting people to Indiana to play for Mike Woodson, boy, I know I know this is a situation where it's Keon's uh decision and things like that and i'm sure Melo will let him make that decision but you don't think there might be some good words put in for him uh when that one and keon is a top 60 top 70 recruit depending on where you look so he's a good player in his own right that i that was very interesting uh for a number of reasons but the fact that 
theoretically you could turn to Carmelo Anthony and say, Hey, why don't you give this guy a call? We're recruiting him. You think you could convince him to come here? Um, what a, like I said, what a tool to have in your arsenal. We'll see if that pays dividends moving forward with Keon Anthony. The other reaction was a very interesting one. Like I said, has to do with high school recruiting moving forward. Rivals uh, Rob Cassidy had the following tweet after Mbako's commitment. Indiana target Dylan Harper found out about the Mbako comment or commitment via me just now. He was playing a game when it happened. Quote, it was Indiana. I knew it. Coach Woodson is going to put him in a position position to succeed, Harper said. Another very fascinating quote for very uh, specific reason of Harper is the number two player in the 2024 class. He's someone Indiana has been going after. And the fact he is out there giving quotes like that, talking about knowing that Mike Woodson's going to put players in the position to succeed, not being surprised that top players are going to Indiana. Not just for Dylan Harper. Uh, well, I mean, we can start there. That's the number two player in the country that's like, yeah, I know uh, Mike Woodson will put us in a position to succeed. That certainly should be sending off alarm bells and be very, very interesting for the future with the recruitment of Harper. But I think if you want to take this bigger picture, guys are noticing what Indiana is doing. And I I was banging this drum at the end of this season when Jalen hood Shafino entered the draft and when Trace Jackson Davis played well. Guys are seeing that Mike Woodson can get you to the NBA, can get you in that position to succeed, as Harper said, and get you to the next level. That is paying dividends. That is why we're getting guys like Mbako. That's why guys like Dylan Harper are paying attention. So this stuff is adding up. You do this another time with Mbako and he gets to the NBA, this stuff is going to start adding up quickly under Mike Woodson. And that's going to matter more and more and more in recruitment. That's how you build a program into one like, I know these might be curse words to some IU fans, like Kentucky, like Duke, where you can just cycle in five-star recruits and have the best players in the country year over year. I don't know that IU wants a version of that where you're cycling in five players at a time, but that's how you routinely get those players. The Kansases might be a better example where you're adding five-star recruits to, to good teams, things like that. That's how you start doing this. So IU did it with Trace and Jalen hood If they do it again with Mbako, they might really, really be rolling on the recruiting trail. So two very interesting nuggets that very much could have kind of long-term ripple effects. We talked about ripple effects of, having Mbako commit. This is another one of those. This is a huge win in so many ways for the Hoosiers, and it could very much keep paying off for them. We're going to spend all week talking Mbako, and you everydayers will hear us. Like I said, I want to talk lineups. I want to talk his fit a little more deeply, what his strengths, weaknesses are, how that helps and hurts Indiana. We'll be doing that all the rest of the week. But what we need to talk about next is the IU softball team because they, oh, a heartbreaker in the Big Ten tournament, 
but they're still going to the NCAA tournament. We'll discuss their exciting weekend here in a moment. First, though, Built Bar, you guys hear us talk about them all the time. I finished mine in the other room. Uh, well, they're not in the other room anymore, but <laughs> I finished mine. Uh, healthy, tasty, just the perfect combination. You guys can head to Built.com and order them and pick any flavor you want. And there are some really amazing flavors. You don't have to compromise on taste, even though they're healthy for you with 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, But if you don't want to go to Built, if you don't want to wait a week, however long, to get your order, you can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and you can pick some up today. Four bar box at Walmart, 13 bar box at Sam's Club. Head on over wherever it may be, whether it's Walmart, whether it's Sam's Club, whether it's Built.com. Pick up some Built Bars today and thank me later. Again, big shout out to you guys for making us your first listen every day. There might be some more uh, transfer news. IU still has an open scholarship spot. I assume it's going to be on kind of a guard perimeter player. Everything's settled down a little bit since Mbako's commitment, but it, uh, if there is any everydayers, you can listen to us and hear the latest um, buzz when it comes to the transfer portal. Let's talk some softball because it was a, a wild weekend. I mentioned this at the tail end of the live show on Friday. A walk-off win for them on Thursday. They beat a red-hot Minnesota team on Friday And then they looked primed to win a Big Ten title on Saturday. They went up 1-0 in the third inning on a a home run, I believe. But they went up up 1-0, and they looked to be in position. It was not a home run. Oh, it was a a bizarre rundown. I I remember the play now. I forgot about it, where it looked like the, the runner had been tagged out between third and home. She wasn't. Nobody was out, and she ends up scoring. So IU led, took the lead in the third inning, led all the way into the seventh, and then crumbled, if we're being honest. Northwestern had four hits in the whole game, and three of them came in the seventh inning. IU did not record a hit in the seventh inning. They scored two runs and walked it off to win the Big Ten title, which, what a gut punch uh, to have it so close and to be that just right there to winning a Big Ten title. That one's going to sting. Fortunately, IU's going to have a little bit of time to recover from that one, but that one's going to sting because you get to the bottom of the seventh right there to win a Big Ten title, and you let it slip. You don't forget about those. Of note, we praise Taryn Kern, and she deserves all of it. Uh, Big Ten Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year. Wasn't a great weekend for her. She did not have a hit in the big 10 tournament, she went 0 of nine with five strikeouts. Um, hopefully it's just a very poorly timed slump of sorts to me. I'm the glass half full type of guy. Her going 0 for four in the big 10 tournament means she's due for a really big NCAA tournament. And based on how she's performed all year long, I'm imagining that's going to be the case, but she really struggled I use offense in general. Like it's not like they they scored one run on, um, on Saturday against Northwestern. They only had four hits of their own, so uh, they weren't putting up quite the gaudy numbers. We'll see if they can bounce back as an offense in general uh, this upcoming weekend because they're in the NCAA tournament, as we kind of expected them to be 
And as we discussed, they're going to be a number two seed. First time since 2011, they make the NCAA tournament. They'll be a two seed in the Knoxville region. Tennessee is your host. Uh, as the one seed, IU the two seed. Louisville, the three seed. Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, I should say, the four seed in that one. So IU starts off, it's a double elimination tournament. It's just like uh, baseball, uh, the baseball World Series or the baseball tournament. Uh, so it's a double elimination bracket. So IU will start off game one on Friday, 3 p.m. against Louisville, and that'll be on ESPN2. That is the only game in this region that will be televised. Every other game will be on ESPN+. Plus. They may change things around. I don't imagine they will. But that game, 3 p.m. Friday, will be on ESPN2. Northern Kentucky versus Tennessee, who's number four in the country. Uh, they will be... Um, they will follow. That, that game will follow. Uh, so this is going to be quite the battle for Indiana. You're taking on the number four team in the country in Tennessee, but uh, everybody has to go down at some point. If IU wins that game, they will play again at 1 p.m. on Saturday. If they lose, it's 3.30, and then from there, uh, depends on if they won, like I said, double elimination. Uh, the championship game is at 2 p.m. on Sunday. If they need a game seven, if the, the loser's bracket winner comes back and wins and it's a do or die game it'll just happen right after that uh, rematch will be directly after that so it could be a long day on sunday um the hoosiers did play louisville earlier this season it was in mid-april indiana beat them 10 to 5 that's the only uh team in this region that they've played they didn't play tennessee so We'll see. It's certainly going to be a, an interesting challenge for the Hoosiers. Uh, what a fun stage to do it on, though, to be back in the NCAA tournament, to be maybe not a favorite, but to be a contender. This certainly is an IU team capable of pulling off upsets. Uh, I have faith in them to give Tennessee a scare. Uh, you're going up against, I mean, the SEC rules the roost when it comes to um, bi uh, softball, just teams down south, SEC, Big 12, stuff like that, uh, out west. So you're coming up against kind of the Blue Bloods in this one. Give them your best shot. It'll be fun to watch. That first game will be Friday, 3 p.m. ESPN2, rest of the bracket on ESPN+. Plus. Baseball isn't quite to the postseason yet, but they're going to have an exciting finish of their own. Because they're looking to win the Big Ten title. They're going to have a, a shot at it. We'll look at a historic weekend. They blew the doors off Purdue. And look at the week ahead in the final week of the season. We'll do all that here in a moment. Boy, there was not a more definitive way to win a series against Purdue than what the IU baseball team did over this weekend. It started on Friday. 26 to 11 as a final score in a baseball game 26 to 11 they bounced back on saturday with a score that looked like an iowa football score 15 to 3 against purdue and then they cap it off on sunday with a ho-hum 10 to 2 win against purdue which means they scored 
quick maths here, 51 runs in a three-game series. That is the program record for runs in a series versus Purdue. I would imagine it's probably pretty close to a program record for any three-game series against any opponent. Absolutely absurd. This offense continues to be unbelievable. The offense basically hasn't been the problem at any point this season. It's whether the the pitching has been there, and for a lot of times it has been. So the Hoosiers move to 38-14 with that sweep. Uh, One other person that deserves a mention, Josh Pine for IU Baseball. Across the three games, finished with 12 RBIs in the three games in one weekend in like 60 hours because the the first game was at six and the last game was at noon. So like less than 72 hours, he gets 12 RBIs, two homers included in that. What a series from him. So shout out to him. Shout out to the baseball team for uh, destroying Purdue. You always love to see it. The baseball team will be back in action midweek in a non-conference game against Evansville at home. And then they wrap up their season with a three-game series in East Lansing against Michigan. Heading into that series, the final weekend, IU and Maryland are tied atop the Big Ten standings. Both are 15 and 6. So... It's going to come down to that final series. Uh, it really stings that IU completely no-showed against Maryland in that three-game series back in the end of April. They lost 13-2, 16-2, and 14-8. You pull out one of those games and you're in the lead right now, but nonetheless, um, they'll have a chance. You went out, you clinch a share of the title. Maryland themselves slipped up a bit over the weekend they played minnesota dropped the first game uh i believe on sunday they were behind early but they ended up winning the last two games pretty handily minnesota is uh one of the worst teams in the big 10 this year so dropping a game to them was unexpected uh indiana will play michigan state michigan state is middling they're 10 and 11 in the big 10 this season Uh, While Maryland will play Penn State, Penn State is bad. They are 6-14. So there's a good chance IU is going to have to sweep this series to secure at least a share of the Big Ten title. Penn State uh, has lost seven straight games. They were swept by Rutgers. They were swept by Nebraska the last two series. Um, Not a good they're not in a good, they're not in good form. Like they've been really bad of their six wins. Three of them came against Ohio state who are below them in the standings. So this is just not a good team. The Hoosiers are going to have to really uh, have one more strong weekend. I would imagine against a Michigan state team that they themselves have lost and been swept the last two big 10 series. They were swept by Illinois They were swept by Iowa. If the Hoosiers can make it three straight, that alone will clinch them a share of the Big Ten title, regardless of what Maryland might do. So it's in their hands. It's in their control. They've had a hell of a season. Uh, They finished it off strong there. 
at least to share the Big Ten champions. They, too, will be heading into the NCAA tournament. We'll talk about that. It's a little bit further down the road. We still have a Big Ten tournament as well, but um, that'll be a fun one to pay attention to because this has been a an IU baseball team where, like I said, the offense has not been the problem, so they can put up runs with anybody. At least it'll be fun. It gives off some chaos team vibes from the football team. When they were bad, at least they scored a bunch of points and made it exciting. This baseball team isn't even bad, and they still score a bunch of runs, so it'll be exciting. We'll keep you updated uh, with that after this upcoming weekend. Thanks, as always, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll talk some more McKenzie and Baco. Uh, we'll get you the latest transfer rumors and updates on that. Uh, the draft combine is this week as well, so we'll get you the the measurements for Jalen hood Shafino. Trace Jackson Davis, anything we find out from those guys this week as well. So be sure you are tuned in. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast, whether on YouTube, whether on Overcast, Spotify, Apple, wherever it may be. Subscribe. Leave that quick rating and review if you can. Helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, hope you all have a great start to your week. Hope your Monday treats you well. And as always, LEO.